Coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. A conversation about the great and sometimes not so great outdoors. I'm your host, Lynn Melling. And I'm Jody Gruen. And we do this for fun. A quick note, if you're not yet familiar with the twins, they're our husbands, Andy Gruen and Ian Planchon. Okay, let's dive in. So I thought we could do, okay, so I broke it out into like kind of four potential pod like episodes. And I feel like the first one can be, because this will be the first um, episode of the new year. Why, why can't we just talk? Like, how about you keep that list to yourself? Okay. All right, we're good. We're um, good. Okay, so here we are. I think we should do a cheers. Oh, hey. Cheers. Because it is the new year. This is going to be, this is the first episode yeah. of the new year. So cheers. Um, and the fact that we are now, what? Oh, I thought well, that was empty. It is not empty. Okay, good. But I just think it's really monumental that we are here now a year later. Because we first had this idea for this podcast in January of 2021. And now here it is, January 2022, and we're still here, and we're still doing still. episodes, and yep. that's a really big deal, and I think we should all celebrate that. Yeah, cheers. Second season is going strong. The twins are here. The twins have a fan base now. What? Let's talk about what? your fans. Who, who are yeah, these let's. fans? The twins have a following. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. By one person. <laughs> That's that, that counts. That but counts. He's he's a uh, the client we have. So he runs their test lab there. He's a, an amazingly smart man who who comes up with their their tests to you know prove their claims. Um, and he'll 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 text me randomly. You know, we like just what was that? We all chimed at the same time. I um, didn't. Oh. <laughs> The twins did. Yeah. Both of the twins, both of the the twins are subscribed exactly. to an email list yeah. that we are not aware of. But he'll text me. Uh, the first text I got when he was referencing something was, "Why did you have to yell at your daughter like that?" And oh. I, that was that was the text. And I was like, "Good question. What? Oh, I know what he's talking about." Well, I didn't. I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "And why are you so stressed about other canoers?" And I'm like, "Wait." <laughs> Are you talking about the podcast? He goes, yes, I'm talking about the podcast. And he listens to, like, he will listen to the Twins episodes before I listen to the Twins episodes. He'll he'll have the whole story. Uh, actually, the funny the funny one was, you probably won't think it's as funny as I did, but he texts me, he goes, hey, something's wrong with the file for episode such and such. And I was oh. like, what do you mean? He goes, it plays, and then it switched to another episode. It, it corrupted <laughs> really weird. I had no idea how that a- happened. Andy is our editor. I couldn't have done um, that listen if I had listeners, Andy, is our, Andy, one of the twins, yep. is our editor. So Aaron, our amazing follower there, is not only just appreciative of all the things we do on this podcast, but he's also out there quality control. Yes. Because so, that's oh, that's job. so nice. Because we might have let that just go. <laughs> We might never Nobody have known. Nobody would have told us. No, you can't let that fly with him. Aaron gets the Eagle Ear Award. Good on you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah. Nice work. Yep. Aaron, Aaron, good guy. Love him. He and his whole, all his test lab guys, they're uh, um, amazing individuals that we get to work with, which we love. That, that's part of the beauty of 515 Productions is we get to have work with amazing clients. And Lynn, now being full-time employee of 515 Productions, gets to be part of that. Yeah. yeah. If we don't kill each other, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We might kill each other first. <laughs> anyway, so twins have a following. The twins have a following. It's one guy, but he's he's loyal. That counts. <laughs> Love it. And we have a pretty good... I mean, we've gotten some really good feedback on the podcast. And, oh, so, and so for listeners... 
the twins were an integral part of us figuring out the name of this podcast. I think True. actually Andy is the one. Yeah. 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 Andy's the one who glom- like you caught on to this idea of we do this for fun, which is a really big deal. Yeah, what I had to tell myself in the misery of all of these, you know, longer bike rides, um, I think it was the Filthy 50, where I just had, I, I, I came in DFL for the Filthy 50 one year. What does that mean? Um, dead fucking last. <laughs> he was. Literally, he was laying I on was, the ground. I was the last person to the finish line his, before Trent, like, <laughs> shut it off. His and sister like, and I and the brother-in-law had to be like, okay, Come on. I was like, having like, like major, major leg cramps. cramps and like, it was just like, I'm done. And they're like, come on, you got like 10 miles left. And I was like, oh, let's do it. Um, but to tell myself as I was doing it, I choose to do this for fun. Right? Like that kind of, you know, um, thought pattern to get myself through it and say, all right, it's 10 miles. I can finish. And I did finish. And I got a, I got a really cool backpack, like a award for being DFL, which <laughs> thank you, Trent. Like that's, that's still have it. Pretty fun. Banjo brothers backpack. Yeah. That's so. awesome. But wasn't it that you caught us talking about, I mean, around the fire at Lynn and Ian's in Lynn and Ian's backyard, we were kind of talking about the name and then it was something like, Oh yeah, because can you believe we do this for fun or something like that? Yeah. And that's what you said was like, well, because There's it, your name. it was at the time it was snowing, yeah, and we were all sitting around because COVID, so we're outside and we're sitting around a fire, and we're Lynn was wearing her Arctic Expedition parka to stay from Fjallraven, yeah. <laughs> and we had made a joke about how can we believe we do this for fun? And then Andy was like, "Whoa, hey, that's, that's, whoa, that's yeah. the name." Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, that goes back to how we met and just such a miserable yeah. day, like. In the cold, you're dry, or in the snow, you're dry. But in the rain, the 34 degree rain, you're just yeah. soaking wet, and that's way more miserable. So, so realizing that you do that for fun, I think, was the genesis, at yeah. least for me, of trying to yeah. catch the name in midair. Well, and it does, I mean, the things we do for fun also translate to understanding how to find fun in the things you do, right? So, to be in a miserable situation, whether it's for work or for fun. Yeah. You can still find the little the glimmers. Of, yeah. yeah. And in a year and a half, when we all buy um, pinball machines and we have moved this to a pinball <laughs> podcast, like that's going to be what we do for fun. And it just kind of follows us. Like, It'll be one person with the pinball <laughs> podcast. Three of them might drop out. But <laughs> you have pinball. Uh, maybe I'm pickleball. Um, maybe you're mm. racquetball. And Lynn, what are you? Handball? What ball? Just ball sports. Handball? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. Soccer to be a tiebreaker I don't know. <laughs> um, bowling. oh i do kind of like bowling actually curling. oh curling now that is something now we're i would like yeah. to yeah. learn how to so, do so on this episode of the curling podcast <laughs> we actually we do seamlessly. need to get a curler yeah. on this podcast yeah. that um, wouldn't be hard when you guys are up in duluth i'm uh, i is and He's in the Duluth Curling Club, nice. so he's got connections there. We could get the Olympic people, though. I was through just going to say, like, the gold medal, we like get Olympic gold medalist yeah. Yeah. curling. I love that, that that's the joke, is how the, the U.S. team, the gold medalist <laughs> team, looks like a bunch of dads who went out for the night to go curling <laughs> yeah. and ended up in the Olympics. Yeah. As far that's as I understand, should be. that's kind of what, it's, it's not so far. Like, yeah, one exactly. of them owns a car dealership, and yep. Yep. they're all just kind of dads that go curl at night, and they won. And you know, and that's kind of actually, <clears throat> I I love that because I feel like when we talk about being outside and doing sports and whatever, there's this idea that we all have to be like you know super ripped and super disciplined and like training all the time. And I I love the idea of just some dads who are regular people 
who can win a gold medal. Yeah. Because they're doing something for fun. Yeah. I, I, I love that concept. Do you th- is, is there a workout routine for them, do you think? Like, is there... Gotta be we're like going to find core, this out on yeah, we're gonna, yeah. We'll, we'll find out the, for you. The yeah. mm-hmm. Throws the rock. I mean, that that takes course sweeping. Ability. Sweeping can't be easy. the whole way down. Yeah. There has to be something they do. From my understanding, the hardest part is just remembering that you have one foot that you can slide on and one foot that you can't, and uh-huh. so that like one-footed slide down the court. Yeah, that's I'm where sure the big, so that's where the big curling injuries come from. As really, understand? Yeah. So are curlers cross-country skiers too? Then, like, is do they? You don't think but so? Is. Why would they Maybe be Duluth. Because skiers? you have to like be able to like do these long... Mm, the balance yeah. part of it? That's what I was wondering. One of you does. Oh, yeah. only one. Because there's like the one who's like... The oh, and then there's the, the rower, shufflers. And then there's yeah, the, the guys the who are sweeping. Sweepers, yeah. yeah. Okay, never mind. I don't know enough about that. So maybe curling. that one is the, the <sighs> cross-country skier. And this year, the, the Winter Olympics mm. are back. I wonder if we're going to... Ha- I wonder if they'll be back at the Olympics this year, the Duluth team. If, wow. they, if, they win, if they win the tryout. We're going to have to. If the league made it to the finals, then yes, they're there. Um, we do this for fun listeners. You've heard it here first. We're going to have some exclusive interviews with yep. the Olympic curling team. The curling team. <laughs> maybe in person. Maybe we'll have to take a road trip to Duluth. What well, was 100%. great three years ago, um, we were up in Duluth uh, the night that that team was playing for first place. That's amazing. Curling. And all of their buddies, like the whole Duluth Curling Club, went in at like midnight and because the game was in Sochi oh, yeah. oh right it was like uh the game didn't air until two in the morning three in the morning something like that so like everyone had just crammed into the upstairs above the Duluth curling club there's like a bar like yeah. a clubhouse bar and everyone was in the clubhouse bar and it was just goosebumps like, oh my gosh goosebumps <laughs> um the biggest party in the curling club had ever seen like it was just from what I hear that's incredible fantastic huh and you were there for that I was um, back at my sister's house with the kids. But, <laughs> like it sounded cool. But, but, but his sister was there. My sister was totally there. And, actually, was there. and your mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, Leah, yeah. former podcast yeah. guest. One of the yep. first yeah. podcast guests on yep. We Do yep. This For Fun. She was there. Wow. That's, yeah. You know, we have a lot going on for us here in Minnesota. Yes, we with, do. With um, winter sports yeah. and just the attitude of embracing winter. And, yeah. you know, even though it's dark and cold and you just want to curl up in bed sometimes and not ever get up. Um, we we persevere, right? So allyship. I would like oh, to I would yes. like to switch gears and talk about. So Jody and I had a very big discovery at the trailhead. Um, love you, trailhead. But there was you know, flannel shirt guy. You can't. Yeah, you can't help who visits your space. Nope. And sometimes people that don't fit show up. Mm-hmm. And there was someone who didn't fit like the others. Yep. One day and uh, just. Kind of was a joy thief, right? Yes, yes. So, yes, if you have not heard the episode Joy Thief yet, you can go back and listen to Joy Thief from, I think, last September, October. You'll hear all about the Joy Thief. But so, but we came up with this. So he was this, this, this very mean man was wearing a flannel shirt. So, of course, I just dubbed him flannel shirt guy. <laughs> but I have to just say that he was mean and and gross and terrible but we are sitting next to two men who, who were are flannel, flannel shirt guys also yep. are flannel shirt guys i've got like two flannel shirts really i think that's it that's it do yeah. you wear flannel shirts though no mostly wool oh, sweaters but okay All right. cool. <laughs> I, I i do own two flannel shirts like that's cool you wear flannel shirts a lot I I, 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 they are on high rotation oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So Ian wears um, flannel shirts often. I love flannel shirts, yeah. Yeah. So we just want to, like, so to clarify for listeners who might have been, not not that we heard any feedback that people were offended by us. Aaron didn't say anything. Okay, great. Thank you, Aaron. But, But we just thought it'd be important to talk about, like, allyship and how, as flannel shirt guys, in a positive way, um, first of all, thank you for your allyship with this podcast. And I think yep. it's important to point out that like we would, Jody and I would not be camping or doing any of these things were it not for you and your allyship and showing us how to do this stuff. And also being part of this podcast in the first place and like coming up with the name and getting the gear and editing it. So listeners, yep. these flannel shirt guys are our allies. Um, but we'd just love to talk about that concept. First off, I, I don't know if the experience that the two of you had is necessarily unique to the two of you being women at that space, right? Because um, I've had similar experiences at places very much like the trailhead where, um, you know, I went down to bring a bunch of folks from work and we had a corporate lunch and we were talking about a bunch of new business stuff and it was, you know, digital tech consultants having a conversation and, in the same space where we were sitting and eating, um, there was a yoga class occurring at the same time. Oh, the and, yoga. And we got yes. pretty directly <clears throat> talked to in a pretty snarky way, um, you know, by folks attending and participating in this kind of yoga experience. And I think just whenever you have those multi-use spaces, mm. yeah, multi-use for the yoga folks was, you know, focused, quiet mm-hmm. um, introspection. And multi-use for us was like a fun lunch with a beer and like a veggie burger, whatever it was, you know? So, so I think allyship is really easy because we each walk in so similar a set of shoes, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I like that idea about like the, the other multi-use space and just the, uh, the idea of like tolerance and cause actually Jody and I had a similar experience yeah, with the yoga happened group there too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> telling us to be quiet cause we were being too loud. So yeah. actually, so yeah, we had a flannel shirt guy telling us we were being too loud mm-hmm. and a yoga class telling us we were being yep. too loud. Yeah. Um, so, so, but this idea of tolerance and just everybody needs to chill out a yep. little bit maybe Take and that's a a really interesting because i actually was just talking to my kids about reading rooms like yes. that it's always important for all of us to consider our surroundings and read the room have the mm-hmm. eq to understand where you are and yep. what yep. should be expected so i was going to touch on the empathy part of it because this is probably going to go against everything you're asking us to talk about here <laughs> but my question is were you being too loud were you not reading the room? Like, I know it's a multi-use space, but were you not taking in their level of use of the space, right? So I guess my point is whether whether you were or you were not. If everyone could just, like, figure out that... How to communicate. How to communicate. Right. And just not be a dick. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like, the, the number... The, and Lynn will talk about this, like, about me, about this. Um, Ted Lasso came out. Season, oh, first episode first episode season one Ian's obsessed I was dying I thought the show was the best thing I'd ever seen in a million years and it all came down to the fact that we haven't had an example of like true kindness yeah to everyone around us in a really long time and then this show comes out which is a mainstream show and it's talking it's like pitching just be nice for a change and like take in what's happening around you and understand that you can't control them and they can't control you but you can control how you're 
like reflecting onto this person next to you right right and I, that that just hit a chord with me and that's i feel like that's what i try and be in my life and i know i fail a lot um oh. and i just think that yes you're gonna have your flannel shirt guy and i we talked about renaming that because <laughs> i wear flannel shirts <laughs> but no i think i think i think something we've lost as a community and especially during covid is one tolerance right and two just compassion and I don't know. I think that we just need to get back to that if we ever had it. I don't know. And Ian, I would tell you that in that moment when I was being like berated and attacked at the trailhead, I was telling this person, hey, next time, come up to me, you yeah. know, because oh, yeah. I yeah. don't think I was reading the room. And that's what I had when Lynn arrived. I was like, maybe I was being too loud. Maybe I, you know, whatever. And maybe I was, but like in a, we were outdoors. Mm-hmm. It was, an an outdoor envi- it was outside in an environment where like, I could have been disruptive on a phone call, like mm-hmm. talking too loud because I am a loud talker. I do know this. Um, but at the same time, what I told this person who was screaming at me was next time, come up to me and yeah, make yeah. eye contact and let me know like hey. that I'm doing this instead yeah. of screaming at right. me from across the way. And I will say that uh, my comment was based on the yoga comment, not flannel shirt. Guy. Oh, okay. flannel shirt right. guy, 100 percent. You guys yeah. were that was not something that should have happened but i do i mean i do think though too though when we are like i mean quite honestly like when we are have our headphones in and we're like on calls and you know whatever and stuff like i think we do still need to read rooms i think we i mean we are just so reliant on technology and we do become like just this like tunnel vision and tunnel like you don't even pay attention to what's happening around Mm -hmm. you when you're like in the midst of a conversation Mm -hmm. with headphones on and stuff that you know as a loud talker i probably am like yeah it's it's a weird infinite little loop right because like if 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 flannel shirt guy had had realized that his moment was no more important than your moment and you'd realized your moment was no more important than his moment and then you keep going back and forth and back and forth and then you're in the stalemate so there is like something that needs to be done yeah yelling at somebody about it is not the thing that needs to be never never never. (laughs) but i think i think there needs to be that that moment that everyone realizes that we're all here together well, yeah. and I just think it's, it, I think it's an interesting point to make, not an interesting point, an important point to make when we talk about our outdoor spaces, because I think that, I mean, myself for sure, I'm very naive to think that, oh, everyone feels welcome in a park. It's an outdoor right. space. This is a place for everyone. But there are, <laughs> that's not true for a lot of people and like walking this earth where they don't feel like they can just come to a public park and feel comfortable well there's a finite amount of those spaces left too you know like minnesota uh is is very lucky to have a lot of these spaces left but there are many places around us that don't have these these you know private yet public spaces available to them and so i think a lot of the tension is built up there too maybe that guy was from new york Yes, he's definitely <laughs> I think East he, Coaster. He might have been more tolerant. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I just think I think it's just an important. It's an important. It's important to point out because I think the world thinks about like public parks and national parks, and everybody has this, you know, this kumbaya idea that they're just open for everyone and everyone feels welcome there, and it's just not the case. And I think we have kind of a responsibility to shed light on that and talk about that. And, and, you know, it's not super comfortable all the time, but you know, everyone should feel comfortable going into an outdoor 
space like a park right yeah and, and we've got it a lot easier i mean i think kudos to the two of you for a lot of the guests that you've had um you know like jody and i just went on a walk with um princess haley princess haley <laughs> and and that was fantastic and and just seeing just a, a group of all sorts of different types of people from all different walks you know people from the north side people from golden valley people from south minneapolis people from all over um, getting together to just walk and talk and meet each other and, and have a chance to all be together walking through, you know, that was, that was a, a really enriching, but different experience. And I usually have the trailhead and, and I know that the Lopet is really working to outreach to North mm-hmm. and, you know, Princess Haley is fantastic and all the work that she's been doing there has been wonderful. Um, but yeah, there's so much space to go before everyone feels comfortable at mm-hmm. the, you know, yeah. at the trailhead or here in, Golden or at the national parks, because yeah, I mean, parks. let's. Yeah. Oh, Meatball. oh, here Meatball. we go. Mabel has Meatball. some feelings again. She has some feelings. All yep. the kids are outside on this side of the house. Yeah, um, but yeah, like the national parks. Yeah, if you start looking at stats, yep. like about who visits, who feels comfortable, yeah. who like who exists in those spaces, right? Where things happen, where people feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. how they feel uncomfortable, you know, whatever, like. We have a long ways to yeah. go. Yeah. Well, you, you had know? some really great statistics, Jody, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was like the vast majority of people who visit national parks are white. Yes. I mean, it's One, a yeah. fraction yeah. of those folks are people of color. And and I, I was, you know, totally ignorant to that fact until you pointed that out. And I thought that was a really important point. And there's lots of reasons for it. I mean, mm-hmm. it can be, you know, there there are reasons like that are like just general comfort. There's reasons around transportation. There's reasons mm-hmm. around fi- like finances. There's like, I mean... I mean, we, if, it, if you talk even about socioeconomic stuff, like then you would just see generally like the people who visit national parks mm-hmm. are not people that make less than I don't know what the dollar amount would be. But it's pretty, you know, it's it's pretty extreme. Like you're going to see people that are have means yeah. are the ones that are actually getting to experience these vast and wild places. Yeah. People that can afford vacation, yep. people that can afford to travel, people that can like can afford the gear yeah can right. afford the gear to to, the gas REI, the airplane ticket the you know whatever traveling yep. all the way out there and coming all the way home mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's just it's not it isn't an equal um uh it's it's not an equally accessible space yeah i mean as much as we like to say that it is it's, it's just not yeah. or maybe it, it's equally accessible but the equality of accessibility is not the same like it is it is accessible to everybody yeah like everybody if you has access get to it. there yeah. equality exactly. versus yeah. equity yeah, yeah exactly yeah and once yeah. you get there if you feel welcome and you don't have five right. final shirt guys in your face because right. you are a person of color or mm. you know marginalized right in some right. way right yeah. or once you get there and you have you know you um don't fit what the um the typical what the the look of what that typical person might look like and perhaps you might have some extra pounds or something like mm-hmm. that and then people have to like be like good for you <laughs> like good for you you're out here doing out this here. hike like yeah that is not welcoming yep. everyone don't compliment people yep. for being where they are because they are there for a reason yeah period yep yeah and i'm hoping you know we can and that's something i think yeah jody and i are talking about a lot this season like as we go into this new year into 2022 like we've had a lot of really great conversations so far but i think we want to dig deeper and have some harder conversations about this topic because sure we can say we do this for fun and go go out and have fun out there guys but there's a lot more to it there's a lot of barriers and a lot of roadblocks um 
And so it's kind of important for us to talk about that stuff. So, and we appreciate the twins being here to support us in that journey. Stay tuned for more from the twins on future episodes. We Do This For Fun is supported by 515 Productions, a high-end video production business based in Minneapolis. The website is 515productions.com. And did you know that Jody is also a health and wellness coach? Check out her website at jodygruen.com. If you like this podcast, we love your support. Please rate and review us and hit subscribe. Learn more about us at wedothisforfun.com. As always, we welcome your questions and feedback. Email us at wedothisforfun at gmail.com. We'll be dedicating future episodes to answering your questions. So let her rip, whether it's about gear purchases or tampons and IBS in the wilderness. We do not judge. We promise. We've been there, done that. Nothing is off the table. And thanks for listening.